Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey leaders, welcome into the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Today, we continue our focus on rising, aspiring, and new leaders. And specifically, we're going to focus on entry plans. What do you do when you first land that job? How do you put together a 90-day entry plan? For that matter, how do you do it when you're rising from one position to another? For that matter, how do you do it if you just simply want to kickstart what's happening in your leadership career. Maybe you're staying in the same place, but you want to kick next year off with a whole lot more energy and a whole lot more focus. Well, luckily for you, my guest on the show today is Daniel Bauer. Now, Danny just released a new book that is focused specifically on this titled Building Leadership Momentum. Danny, if you remember, is an unorthodox leadership coach. He loves to ask questions like, why follow the rules when you can make them up? Danny hosts a podcast that ranks in the top 0.5% of all shows worldwide with over 2 million downloads. He is the best-selling author of Mastermind, Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader. And Danny is really into meditation. He just started a two-year journey to become a certified mindfulness and meditation teacher. You see, Danny just wants to help leaders be more aware, more intentional, and more conscious. I love when I get an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with Danny like I did recently, and you're going to love this conversation too. You're going to hear it right on the other side of this. Hey, hardworking leaders. Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do this summer to make sure your team is absolutely ready to roll and at their absolute peak performance? Well, if you're not sure, let me make a suggestion. Check out high-performance leadership teams from Road to Awesome. This fully customized two-day intensive workshop takes your leadership team on a deep dive into their work with a spotlight on a common mission and value, leveraging each other for powerful outcomes, elevating other leaders, and having a laser-like focused vision for the future of your organization. Your team will complete high-performance leadership teams with a shared aspiration statement, clear goals, and action steps, and a plan for collective accountability. This will be the best thing you've ever done for your team. To find out if this is a good fit for you, contact us today to receive a free consultation and a quote. Just go to roadtoawesome.net backslash high-performance-teams. That's roadtoawesome.net backslash high-performance-teams. Let's talk about high-performance leadership teams and set your leadership team up for nothing but absolute success in the coming school year. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and a podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. So when you first land an administrative position, whether it's your first or the next, we're always told, make sure you come in with an entry plan. Or people will even ask Mm -hmm. in the interview, so what's your entry plan going to be? Well, it's great to say, hey, I think I have this plan, but it's even better when somebody has a resource 
that's like ready to go. And so joining me on the show today, a friend of the show, previous guest, Danny Bauer, the ruckus maker himself. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff. But Danny, welcome back into the show. Hey, Darren. Good to see you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming back on. So um, I definitely want to talk about this new book uh, that's releasing right now um, and just all of those things that that go with that first time into the role. And I was really I was really struck with uh, some things that you talk about in this new book. Um, I mean, like just complete parallels with what what I experienced and even you know as you continued you know, year to year to year through the process so so like right away you go into something about how great you felt in July and then <laughs> you could like feel August coming um, <laughs> maybe talk just a little bit about that experience for you you know when uh, when you knew you know as a middle school principal okay here comes August well, you know, at least in America, right, we have 4th of July, so that's super awesome to celebrate. My birthday's July 6th, so there's just a lot of a lot of celebration, right, and fun in July for me. And typically, right, schools are off, so you're just, you're really cruising. Then August hits, and it's like, okay, the emails start really flooding in, and all the district initiatives and board members and teachers, and I mean, it gets real, right? you are reminded that, oh, yeah, I have a job. I need to go back to school. And I do love going back to school. I love serving, yeah. right, and that kind of thing. But for a moment, you're out there just in kind of relaxed, fun land, and you forget about everything, just so much that, that has to get done. And uh, it's easy to forget, but that reality is coming, and it hits, and it's just like, oh, man, now what, right? You brought up a great point, Darren, and then everybody talks about the entry plan, but okay, what is that? You know, what are the models? What are the resources out there? And in my experience, either coaching leaders or actually just researching online what books are available, I found a major opportunity. Most, uh, Most leaders didn't have a template or, you know, their experience being hired as a principal. Here's the keys. Good luck. Don't mess it up, right? And it's, whoa, talk about a lack of mentorship in showing us the way. And then there's not really any any books on the topic. Uh, Now there there is. There's actually me and somebody else just published a book this year. So it just must be the year of authors thinking about entry plan. Uh, But the other author, and it's a great book, it's Focus on Equity, which is a very important topic. Uh, But it's, you know, from Harvard researchers. It's like 300 pages long. Um, I haven't read it. So to be clear, I haven't read it, but I'm assuming it's fairly academic, you know, in, in its discussion of entry plans and stuff and maybe not as not as accessible or easy to implement as uh, what I hoped to create in my book. Right. And so I think that's one way that sets it apart. Even in our pre-chat, you said, you know, you, you could read this on a on a flight and you can. So my goal, Darren, yeah. was to deliver a result. Right. Design your perfect principle entry plan in as few words as possible, meaning you could read the book in an hour. And if you gifted yourself like a three hour deep work block of time, that means you could have read it and pretty much drafted out your entry plan in three hours. How's that for a result? Oh, that's a result right there. 
I mean, I, I think yeah. every single principal would say, oh, I can find a way to put three hours aside, four hours aside, so that I can yeah. go into my school year a little bit better planned, a little bit better prepared. And, um, you know, I, I talk about this all the time, too, you know, with, uh, you know, with those those two-day retreats that I do with, with leaders and leadership teams all summer long. It's like, you know, we got to do everything we can to make sure we're on the right page and make sure everybody's focused. And I, you just, you made it like, I don't want to say it's simple because that that sounds wrong, but it's it's simple to do. You know, it's like, oh, it's, okay, yeah. there's five buckets. Let's focus on these five buckets and let's get after it. You ask some great questions. I mean, it just to me, it was like, whew, man. You know, I could go back and be a principal this fall. I'm not going to, but I could. At, you know, using <laughs> this using this tool for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to take what could be a complex idea and boil it down and, and you know make it simple and yeah it is the framework's five buckets so it starts off with you right all my all my work it's always the leader first and who they are as a human individual in addition to the school leader so you uh, communication academics culture and then we leave operations for last because honestly that is typically what school leaders rush to first and kind of stay there it's easy to because the building needs to be open lights need to be on the campus needs to be safe so there's these day-to-day things that need to happen but here's the thing right you're not going to have that incredible impact or that fingerprint legacy type of moment or experience you want to create if you just live in operations it's just not going to happen And so that's why, because you're going to get there, the urge, it's almost like uh, gravity, right? It's going to pull you toward it. You'll get there. And I don't say ignore it. I'm just saying don't start there, right? So that's the frame. Right. Well, that's very true. And I I don't think anybody looks at a leader, you know, on their retirement day and says, man, that guy could build a master schedule. Whew, man, he was good at that. You know, but it's important. You know, but at the same time, you're right. You know, start with you. I love that you start with that. Um, yeah. you know, like I was telling you before, uh, you know, before we hit the record button, uh, there were so many pieces that, that spoke to me in this. And um, mm. it, it's not in there, but but it brought in my head uh, one of my one of my very favorite quotes. I think I may have even told you this once before. A guy named Rory Vaden once said, we are uniquely positioned to help the person we once were. And as I'm reading through kind of your story there in, in the first chapter, you know, everything from the, you know, woohoo, I love July. Oh boy, here comes August to, you know, how, how do I plan? How do I really, you know, make this happen? And and how do I, how do I go from, you know, hey, congratulations, the job is yours to, um, I got to get this thing started. And, and you're right. I think so many people default to all the operational stuff. I, I told you before, for me, that operational management piece was the part that I struggled with the most. And so I ended up spending by far and away the bulk of my time there because partially I didn't understand it. Partially I was you know, still learning it. Partially when you're not proficient, it takes a little longer for you to do those things. And maybe the things that are easier, you let, you know, kind of, kind of go to the back. Um, let's, uh, let's not start at the end with operations. Let's, let's talk just a little bit about, um, you mentioned all your work really kind of starts with you. So I'm going to go to the second one. I want to go to communication. 
Um, okay. You hit communication in quite a few different directions. What are some things maybe, especially if I am one of those new or rising leaders that I need to be thinking about with communication when I'm getting ready to kick it off? I think one of the things that, and people always resonate with this quote, it's not my original idea, so I can't claim it, but I certainly uh, share this quote all the time. Um, and it comes from the former CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff, Jeff uh, Weiner. And he said, you know, it's not until that moment when you're sick of saying something that people start to hear it for the first time, right? And so that is always like an eye opener for people because you know, they're like, oh, I sent the email. We covered it in the staff meeting and it's in the newsletter and blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Nobody cares about that initiative or program or important district deal more than you. Nobody cares more than you. And so you have to keep communicating, communicating to plant those seeds. And then, aha, at some point when you get sick of saying it, people start hearing about it. I love this book, Build Leadership Momentum. Nobody cares that it's out and that's okay, right? I have the mastermind, right? Leadership community. I've got all these things, these ways I love to serve. Nobody cares. So it's part of my job as a leader to tell the same stories, share the same anecdotes, uh, teach the same tools, because hopefully I show up at the right moment, right time when somebody needs to hear it. And then the light bulb goes off. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I'm paying attention. So that, that's one idea of communication. Like you said, we, we talk about a lot. I don't know if you want to go into more or not, or if that's good enough. Um, I'm here to serve you and the listener. Yeah. Well, well, I think to me, the most overlooked skill in communication is listening. And you talk about listening throughout the course mm. uh, of this book. It's not just simply in the communication piece. Um, you talk about, you know, having that intentional uh, listening, you know, especially early on in that first 90 days to to listen yeah. in so many different ways and to so many different uh, individuals. Um, maybe let's uh, you can take it from any any angle you want to take that from. Talk a little bit about the importance of listening and maybe some things that leaders should be thinking about when it comes to listening. Right. Okay. Uh, so I'll say this. I actually, so in my vast years of experience in a building as a teacher, only had a one-on-one -on -one getting to know you sort of conversation that I could recall once, right? And that was, I think, because it was sort of a, a mid-year, the awesome, most dynamic leader that I came to the building to work for. I was so excited about her leadership got promoted in Chicago public schools to the um, central, basically a mini superintendent level because it's such a big district, right? Yeah. So she moved there, which created an opportunity for another great leader to come in. And of course, as a new guy, he needed to get to know everybody. And he spent, uh, it was pretty very targeted. And I don't actually remember the questions, but I, I just really remember appreciating him taking the time to get to know me and to talk about his vision for the school on an individual level. So that was once, and I was in the classroom nearly two decades, right? So one of the things the book talks about is, uh, and you could do this new to a building, this is a must do. If you're a veteran, even at a building you've been at for a while, it's kind of like relaunching uh, a book or, you know, these are best practices just to do anyways, even if you've gotten comfortable and think you know the lay of the land. 
So long story short, uh, there's a beginning of the year survey that you can send out to staff to get to know them better. But even more importantly, um, there's the exact one-on-one -on -one questions you could ask all your staff members from you know your teachers to the uh, folks in the, the lunchroom and your custodians, like everybody on campus, you need, you need to have these one-on-ones with. Uh, and so it's in the book, but there's also some supplemental bonus material when you pick up Build Leadership Momentum that uh, you automatically get, if, at least if you order from my website. So uh, hopefully that helps, but create the space, right? Show people that you care and that you're interested in what they're about, and you can leverage that later in the school year uh, when you need when you need them to take action on a very important initiative that you want to see, you know, happen on campus. They think you care. They're going to do that work for you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it is it is very much about relationships. Heck, it's all about relationships. Yeah. Um, and I, I talk that on talk. I talk about that here all the time. But um, so one of the things that I found really unique, I mean, there's so many great, great elements in here, um, but Again, I, I mentioned it earlier, but this is a 90-day entry plan, but you talk about the vision on day 91. Yeah. So I think so often we're like, okay, I got to squish all I got to do in 90 days. But you're actually saying, hey, think about what this is going to look like on day 91. Um, different approach. I, I love that. Um, talk just a little bit about that. Day 91 is important because I think, you know, as leaders were really invested, like most school leaders that I know and support, they got into it because they wanted to have big, bigger impact, right? And it gets back to the significance and the legacy stuff. Uh, but they're so driven and they're used to accomplishing awesome stuff. It's really easy to set the aspirational goal, work, 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 hustle, you know, put in all the hours, blood, sweat, and tears, accomplish the thing, and then just do it again, right? And there's no pausing to celebrate. So that's that's important to note, you know, pre-plan those celebrations and that kind of thing. But the Day 91 vision is to approach your entry plan as if it's all going to work out. And I invite the reader to consider what has happened on campus, Right. What are all the things that you saw come to fruition that you're really ecstatic about the progress that's been made? And I think by rooting yourself in that, in that feeling of positivity, right? It's a positive spotlight in, of this future reality that's better than what's happening now. That will help you get through the hard moments because coming up with the plan, tough work, but the real work is actually executing, right? So there's a majority of principals don't even have the plan. Then there's some, and this this really scares me, like getting the book, maybe doing the plan and then getting pulled out of the plan because of the operational and the fires and this kind of stuff. No, you need to set boundaries. You need to protect. You created this plan for a reason. And back to day 91, that's the reason you created it. So let's execute so we can get to those results. I think that's so critical, and it and it actually sets up the the last question that I wanted to ask. And this this one goes back actually into you know the uh, the plan for you element, but it was something that really stood out to me. Um, mm. You talk about um, uh, you talk about uh, Carl Lewis, and you know how he 
essentially paced himself, even okay. though he was a sprinter. Um, you know, his 85% rule. I, I just found this this really, really powerful. And I know so many leaders are going to, they're going to put their plan together and they're going to be all fired up and they're going to just, yeah. they're going to think and fall into the same trap that so many leaders, I know I did, that, you know, fell into, which is if I work harder than anyone else, I'll get the results. And the Carl Lewis 85% rule just really pushes against that. So I, I wanted to ask you, you know, one, you know, how did how did that come about being in this book? Because it's perfect. And and two, what's some advice that from that 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 leaders can take and continue to keep that in front of themselves? Not just read it once. They've got to keep it in front of themselves. Yeah, good question, Darren. And, you know, that's one of my enemies in education, a myth that I just want to bust. And it's it's a common, it, it's commonly taught, right? Because it was taught to the administrator before and it's just passed on without critically thinking. It's totally stupid to me. So sorry if, if I find you, get over it. I mean, don't, don't take it so personally. It is <laughs> exactly. absolute BS, right? And we all know what that means. You do not have to be the first one in and the last one out. And if you believe that, right, not only do I disagree with you, you're operating within an old traditional model of education that is the critique of education. It's never evolved, right? That used to be the way it is. Now with uh, delegating, you know, building a great culture, leveraging technology, it should be about creating incredible results in however long it takes. Maybe it does take incredible, you know, whatever hour work week. Or maybe you get a better result than everybody in your system in two hours. That should be rewarded, right? So that Carl Lewis story, I first heard it on a podcast with Tim Ferriss and uh, Hugh Jackman from Wolverine, right? Like, all right, that's the guy we all aspire to be. Yeah. And anyways, there you go. He was he was saying how Carl's coach told him 85% effort call. And Carl was this sprinter uh runner, right? And if you go back and look at his races, uh he rarely was out of the blocks first in the race. And besides him and his coach, everybody that was rooting for him would kind of freak out because he wasn't winning. Is he going to pull it off? Like, what's going on? And somewhere in this sprint, Carl turned it on and always was able to outrun his you know, competition because he still had something left in the tank. It's such a great metaphor for leadership because it is such a baloney myth. Like, putting in more hours doesn't mean that you're going to get a great result. You know, Case in point, uh, my bestseller, Mastermind, my second book, uh, the way I wrote that bestseller is I stopped writing it, <laughs> right? That's no, that's zero effort. That's not even 85%. Yeah. It's zero. Right. But, you know, the, the punchline there is that I had to go out to a park. I had to let my mind wander and really give the problem over to my unconscious to solve it. And I wouldn't have gotten it by just trying to write more words at my keyboard. And there the concept, the framework that eventually became the final draft of the book formed out on walks, not writing. Then when I came and wrote, 
came together so fast, so fast. It was almost effortless. So it's about maintaining and sustainability, right? Maintaining energy and sustaining that energy and not going out too fast. When I run with my dog, Alba, she's sort of the unofficial mascot of Better Leaders, Better Schools. You know, I include her on all my slides and social yeah. media. I love running with her, but she's a dog. She's a puppy. She doesn't get it. Every time we go out, she's like sprinting, right? But I'm like, Alba, yeah. we're doing six miles today. And uh, she gets tired and sometimes I have to take her home and drop her off. Sad puppy face every time. But you can't go out of the gates and leave nothing left in the tank. <laughs> That's right. Got to find a way to teach Alba the uh, the Carl Lewis eighty five percent rule. So uh, now that's it. I, I really did. I found that to be everything in this book is just so very good. But that one just really resonated because um, you're right. I mean that is that is that old dying paradigm, and hopefully it dies a much more rapid death. Of I got to be the first one in the parking lot. I got to be the last one out, and you know, you just you end up working yourself to a place where you're not healthy and you can't help others yeah. when you're not healthy. Um, Danny, tell us really quick, where where can we find this book? Because I know everybody's going to want to get a copy. I will tell that. Do we have time for one short story? Because I realized I absolutely actually, since you said you have to teach Alba this, I think I have. So when we usually run, I have a bungee cord, right, that I connect to her regular leash to a harness. Okay, do you get the visual? And when I do yeah. that, she's out sprinting, trying to pull me along. And I think her brain goes into default, like sort of dog, you know, DNA. I'm on a sled, I'm, I'm pulling or I'm, wor I'm a working dog right now. So I've only done this a couple of times, but you, you actually triggered this story. There's been a few times when we're in a space, like not in a neighborhood with cars, but it's more uh, out in nature and on paths, like, you know, trail running. I actually have taken the leash off her, right? And when I do that, she doesn't, she maintains her energy way better. So I think the metaphor that uh, I'm just noodling on with you live is hmm. what, what permission do you need to give yourself as a school leader, right? to have freedom. Because when Alba has the leash, she's in traditional school with more hours, desks in rows, uh, teacher, you know, as the master sort of dispenser of knowledge, right? Versus an education that's evolving. So that's my, my question for the listener is what is the, you know, what's the freedom? What's the permission you need to give yourself so you can not be tethered to that tradition and can start experimenting? Like that's, that's what I've realized with my dog. Okay, where can you find the book? Uh, just go to buildleadershipmomentum.com because you want to get the bonuses. If you order from Amazon, you can do that, and it's cool. Then send me an email, but I'm really going to encourage you to buy it from my book. One, I sign all the book books. Two, uh, I give away some pretty cool bonuses, and that gets automatically delivered. So just go to buildleadershipmomentum.com and get your stuff. There you go. And I will make sure and hyperlink that in the show notes, folks, so you can just go right there. You can just go click. If you're driving right now and you're like, ah, I got to write that down. No, you don't. It's in the show notes. Just go check it out and go get yourself a copy of that book. Uh, Danny, thank you again so much for coming and hanging out with us again on Leaning Into Leadership, man. It's great to see you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Darren.
Again, a big thank you to Danny Bauer for coming back on the show and sharing this incredible resource with all of us. Folks, whether you are a brand new leader or you're a leader who's rising from one role to another, or again, like I said early in this show, maybe you're just a leader who needs a little kickstart for your next school year. This is the type of resource you're looking for. If we don't go in with a plan, hey, ultimately, we're just looking to set ourselves up for failure. In this incredible tool, Danny is sharing with you that 90-day plan, but more importantly, I love how Danny shares to focus on the 91-day vision. What's this going to look like on day 91? And then let's work backwards from there. Two absolute gems that we didn't talk about during the episode that I have to share. Number one, a real thoughtful approach to academics. Uh, Instead of playing academic whack-a-mole where you're chasing whatever pops up in your data this year, be really intentional, be really focused, and be very thoughtful as you approach academics. And then another piece in school culture. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know how much school culture means to me. And uh, one of the quotes that Danny shares in his section on uh, school culture uh, is a quote by a guy named John Amici. And John said, people make choices choices make culture. I'll say it again because it's that important, folks. People make choices. Choices make culture. It's a fantastic resource. Make sure you go and get your hands on that. Folks, thank you so much for listening to the show. And thank you so much for all the positive five-star reviews that you are leaving, like this one from Always Learning, Always Evolving. A five-star review If you are ready to inject energy and joy into how you approach leadership, this podcast is for you. Darren and guests reveal how the work we truly, uh, how the work we do truly matters and ways we can make an impact that has a ripple effect long after our tenure. Thank you, Always Learning, Always Evolving, for that five-star review. Folks, please, if you enjoy the show, Go on, give us a five-star review in Apple and in Spotify. Those things really do matter. And yes, I really do read them. I appreciate you so very much. Get out there, have a road to awesome week, and I will see you this coming Sunday. Thank you for listening to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.